Hey, this is Melissa, and I'm calling from Delaware. And this is Julie. I'm calling in from California, and you're listening to Connected. As we get started, we want to acknowledge that we still stand in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. We're going to include resources around self-education and taking action in our link tree. We also want to remind everyone that this is going to take a lot of work and a lot of time, which inevitably means a lot of energy. We want to remind folks to be kind to themselves and others. Taking breaks, we need it for your mental health. And to remember, it's okay to pause. And we also recognize that saying that comes with a certain level of privilege. But again, we are in the movement for the long haul until systems have been dismantled and rebuilt equitably. So in the meantime, we will continue our podcast and let's get into the episode. Hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, life's just still a shit show in this country. How about you? Yeah. Um, I was actually listening to this podcast. Um, it's called A History of Now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Uncertain Hours by Marketplace. Um, and this woman, she lives in Los Angeles and she was talking about her experiences um, in, I think they're called uh, emergency transitional centers or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was basically like America's response to homelessness in the United States. Um, and she was saying that like, you know, she, she was escaping, uh, a toxic relationship. Her husband was, um, abusive and she thought that this was only going to be like for a short time. And then, um, COVID happened, which made it really hard for her to, um, you know, find work. Um, and then also like, not only that, but like the center isn't, properly equipped to like allow her to pursue um professional her professional career you know because like there's no she was saying like there's no way that I could show up on time like I can't even take a shower in this place I mean she can't take a shower but there's no um shower curtain there's no she doesn't have she has to sneak in food they're not allowed to have food from the outside which is so bizarre. Like, it's like, so how can you consider this place like a place where somebody can go, but it's not offering them any resources in order to like get what they need. Yeah. Um, but I can't imagine like they have one bathroom for an entire floor. And I think the floor is like, maybe a hundred people there's actually there's even only one elevator for like this multi-story where 600 people live yeah you said la like downtown la just la county um it's like skid row which i don't where is that it's in downtown so skid row is base it is the i don't know i don't i don't want to use like the wrong word um but I'm also blanking on the word that I was going to use. Shit. But basically, it's, a, I would say, multi-block, multi-area um, that is just densely folks who are experiencing homelessness. Um, it's, you know, it's very severe. I think it might be the, like, most 
I don't want to say like bad, but like, yeah, we're like a lot of just a lot of folks are um, like one of the largest homeless homeless communities in the U.S. Um, Where wow, I'm like really blanking on the word that I was trying to think of. God, English is so hard. Densely populated. Well, like, oh, it's basically almost like again. I don't know if this is the right word to use, but like a slum in the middle of LA. Um, and it's huge. It is, you know, really, really sad. Um, because a lot of these folks, like any person experiencing homelessness, most of the time it's a lot of infrastructure pieces that failed them or failed in its execution of however however it was designed and you know because I can't imagine that all if anyone is seeking to be homeless especially in that type of environment where it is dangerous to be in skid row um especially women and yeah I know that's interesting to hear because you know I was mentioning it to you earlier that in the beginning of COVID um, all the alert messages I was getting regarding shelter in place um, explicitly call out like that this does not apply to you if you know you if you're a person who's experiencing homelessness, which obviously like where are they gonna find shelter in place to be in place for? Um, you know, like with this center, it's interesting because I'm like, I'm a little shocked that they're even, you know, trying i mean i i I don't even know how i feel about that because i'm like you're then putting a bunch of people at risk by also not following all regulation which but also like you need it like the intention is to provide them with some sort of support and shelter but is that doing more harm and then i have you know another layer of that which especially when you look at the homeless community and the demographics i'm like okay, that's going to be a lot of black folks and people of color who are already at risk of not being provided proper health care. So I don't know, I just have a lot of mixed feelings about it. And it's just hard for me to, I guess, process because I, I also don't have like concrete information around it. Like, are people? I don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's like at the the end of the day, like, what can we do? And also, like, why aren't there resources or why aren't people talking about this? Where if I could donate, where am I supposed to donate to? And even if I do donate, how do I like, are these funds going to be I mean, like these centers, maybe they're underfunded or are they not properly managed? Mm -hmm. You know, so like if I do donate to these places, like, are they going to be using my funds? like for the people who use those centers. So I just don't, I don't know. It's sad. No, I mean, I think that's the, that's the hard part is like, there isn't, at least in this current time, I feel like there's just not a lot of data on what's going on or because, you know, with at least for my organization, I know that we've gotten a ton of funding for our COVID response since, you know, we were the organization that really helped with getting people to food access was SNAP in California, our like tech being used to provide folks with stimulus checks. And um, like for PBT, if you're not familiar, that's for, you know, students in K through 12. So if they were on um, any food benefits at school that they also get, you know, uh, support, you know, and, 
you know, that's the type of stuff that we're working on. So that has gotten a lot of attention and funding, of course, um, concurrently with Black Lives Matter. Um, and all of those are all areas where I'd be like, yes, keep funding and keep donating if you can. And it's pretty explicit on how that funding is going to be used and what it impacts. And it's just, I don't have any of that information around, um, you know, organizations that work towards, you know, resolving homelessness as well as what specifically has gotten worse with that community due to COVID. Like that's what, to me, this situation is ringing. It's like, well, how do we help serve that community when like, again, we just don't really know what that looks like. Cause I mean, this is again, like maybe the third conversation in four months that I've had around folks experiencing homelessness. And even prior to that, compared to other, you know, issues that are going on in the country, homelessness is, I feel like maybe more present in my conversation just because of SF and, and also I'm from actual, you know, city of LA where that is a very big conversation. But if you're not in a major city, especially a city that has a huge homeless community, um, I don't know how often people are talking about this, you know, and it, it just, again, attests to other pieces of the system that are really fucked up and broken. Yeah. But I don't know. At least I'm glad that we're like bringing it up. I, I mean, I'm happy to see if I can do some research and see if there's any resources that we can share out, but yeah, I think I want to do that as well. Cause I'm just realizing like, yeah, just talking about it and there's, there's has to be something, somebody out there who's doing something. So yeah, we have to find that. What'd you say earlier? AOC? <laughs> yeah, I love her. And I think she's all about the people and I'm fucking voting for her for president when she runs. So. I thought you were about to say fill in her name. I'm like, yo, I... I, I, are we, are we doing name films right now? I was like, I think the point is just get Trump out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would be the only one casting that ballot if I did that. (laughs) When she turns 35, um, I am right on that train. Like I will fucking push the train if I have to. God, you just reminded me. I feel so ignorant sometimes. I'm just like, I completely forgot about the age requirements. Like, I what other like <laughs> I like, yeah, I was just like, what do you that? Oh god, I should review that. I forget that. I don't know why I remember that. I think it's because um John F. Kennedy was like the youngest person to be elected president, right? So like Maybe for that reason, I always think about the age limit. I don't know. I just, Um, it's so funny. I just like never thought about that. Like, I mean, I think about how, (laughs) I think about how old our average like Senate and House of Rep and like the age of our, like of current candidates now. But I like, so I think about that in terms of age, but I don't, I never like, I mean, it should click, but it didn't about like why there aren't more younger people as well. (laughs) Is there there an age limit for Senate and the House of Representatives? See, I'm like, I just feel so ignorant right now. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to Google it once we're off the call. (laughs) Because I don't want all my typing to be done. 
Like, we'll listen to this podcast and then we will answer our own questions and provide resources. <laughs> Hopefully by the time we publish it, if not, we will backtrack. Yeah. God damn. See, this is, I mean, this is like, we're part, I just feel like I'm such a huge part of the problem now. Like, I don't know shit. Like, you know, honestly, I don't know a lot about how our, our government system works. So I'm, yeah. God. <sighs> There's lots of work to be done. Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, there's still, I mean, as I mean, I, I think we could bring this up. We might, you know, if this is a one we're likely publishing, um, but like Moo and I had a conversation before this. It's how we started off our, our meeting today of, you know, are we going to start publishing or not? Um, because we have not been wanting to take up any space. However, like, there's never going to be a time where Black Lives don't matter. It Black Lives will always matter be, until this entire system is dismantled and rebuilt to be equitable. Um, so, I don't know. It's, it's just so... I forgot where I was going with that thought. <laughs> Do you have thoughts? Are you saying that, like, there is just so much work to be done, like, within ourselves, within our communities, within the world, there's a never-ending to-do list. Yeah, that, that was it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I'm, like, a work in progress, like, emotionally, physically, educationally, it doesn't stop, but seriously, Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's so much to be done internally and externally um, as our intro that we will record at some point um, mentions. We'll continue to keep resources on how to, you know, continue educating yourselves as well as taking action because um, I think that, you know, both are equally important. Like right now I'm this just checked myself on like general, like general government shit that I just should fucking know, but I don't. Um, and it's like stuff I haven't been, I just haven't looked into because I'm doing a lot of other reflection and growth and taking action in other areas. So also a reminder for people, like it's fine to not know answers. Like it's not fine to like be fully okay with it. (laughs) But I think it's like, it's totally cool to acknowledge it and try and grow, which is, I think, uh, I think we sometimes just need to explicitly say, or or I'm just going to say that to myself today because I'm feeling (laughs) real dumb right now. Oh my God. No, I think that's important. Just acknowledging that you don't know because it is important. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like in your area there's, well, I guess in your area, there's already like a lack of action around Black Lives Matter. How do you feel like the air because you said it was like what an hour away to like the next to like the actual city um like okay yeah like the uh okay so the capital is dover which is like 30 minutes away but like nothing really happens there like there's a downtown area but no one like hangs out there it's mm-hmm. not like a place of community community then there's also wilmington which is like a business center but then again like I I you know what but then also like I don't know I don't know this place so I could be completely wrong 
Um, Did any protests happen in Dover? I think I've heard of a few in the news. Um, but like, also, I don't really pay attention to what's going on, like, to be honest, just because like, it's not being highlighted in the mainstream media. I don't, I don't think any noise that we're making here in Delaware is like, like, enough, like loud enough for people to be like, oh, hey, in Delaware today, blah, 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 happens. Um, and honestly, I don't know what the demographics of Delaware is, like what percentage of the population are actually African-American. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I wish I had been able to like tap into this community more, but I also feel like COVID happened and I wasn't able to do that. There are also no places that people really gather here because it's so, it's so, I, I just don't understand this place to be honest. Yeah. Um, so it's been hard, um, but I'm trying. Yeah. Well. I'll be out there for both of us. Okay. I'll, yeah. Yeah. I'll carry around, you know, or you'll be in my heart. <laughs> I was say I'll carry on a photo, but like, no, I'm not going to, oh, yeah. I'm not going to put your photo like on my, on my, uh, not a poster. Is it considered a poster? What do I call it? Like the signs? My, oh, there we go. See, God, the easier word, a sign. <laughs> I'm not going to put, you know, this Asian woman's face on my Black Lives Matter sign. Like, that'd be ridiculous. Please don't, yeah. Yeah. No, but there's still, I mean, I know travel's not safe, but I'm very glad to see that a lot of the protests and organizing that's been happening, at least in the Bay Area, um, at least in California, also in LA, I try to stay connected to both communities, um, that it, it hasn't, it's not slowing down and it shouldn't. And I'm glad that also, again, like the whole, like, it's okay to not always be on, I guess, like on. Um, I'm also glad that I'm seeing like what that looks like in a healthy way where folks, I think I was kind of concerned. Um, I'm sure like every black individual about like folks just doing this for a week or two and people like not caring after it's not big on social media. Um, So I'm glad to see that there's still, a lot of folks showing up, a lot of folks still having conversations. Um, and I don't know, I'm like, I'm getting very impressed. Like last Friday, we did a carrot. We, it was a protest where it was a mixture of like bike riders, um, people who are marching as well as a caravan. So folks who want to protest, but are really concerned about COVID can do so. Like we, that was the first time I'd ever done a caravan protest and it was it was like, it was, it felt very different, of course, because, you know, I think there's a, a power a powerful feeling when you are standing next to others that, you know, like I'm here with and for you or with others who are here for you um, versus like in your car and having the radio station on to the speakers. Um, but at the same time, it was like a day or so later being able to see the, you know, bird's eye photo and how large and representative that looked and knowing like, great, when you give more options as well, especially when it has to do with people's safety and health, that like people are still willing to show up, you know, like people are still willing to be sure that it's known that where they stand. And I think that uh, I'm intrigued to see how 
much more creative and um I always hate using this word because I feel like it's just so cliche of me, but like how inclusive we can be in like people being able to, you know, do what they can. Um, Cause I think that that's a hard part too, is like, what can I do? Like, I don't have, if whether that's like money or is it just educating myself? Is it going to protest? Is it having these hard conversations with my families? And then each of those have intricacies as well. So I'm glad that like at least from my experience that I'm seeing these go layers deeper. Um, like if that makes you feel a little, I don't know if that makes you feel any better or worse. Cause I think it's, I can only imagine cause I know you and where you stand and not having that community or that ability to take action um, must be difficult, but like, I don't know if it helps to know that other regions and other places are, are not at that, at that status or, or I don't know, behavior. Yeah. No, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I see stuff on, like, the Bay Area, and I'm just like, man, I wish I was there. But but I'm doing what I can here, so. Yeah. I think that's important for people to know, too. Like, you can only, you know, do what you can, and that's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Mm, No. What about you? Um, I don't think so. I think just, yeah, figuring out my life. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.